Welcome to Decorating Tips and Tricks, the podcast. I'm Anita Joyce with Kelly Wilkness, and this is episode 287, The Making of a Romantic Home. As always, the show notes can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 287 for this episode. So, romance. You know, I was thinking about this topic and... I had recently written an article for the Roundtop Register about adding romance to your home. And so it's really on the top of my brain. And as I was writing it, I began to realize that I've had this romantic streak in me since I was about 15. Hmm. I, you know, and, and I, because I, I want to tell, point, <laughs> well, I want to point out the fact that it's not really about just romance and love, but it's about this beautiful, lifestyle full of elegance and gracefulness. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, and and for me when I was younger, I I was trying to add this this uh you know, I the 1800s, 1850s, whatever. I was trying to add that feeling to my life. And you know, I pictured people like riding off, you know, into the sunset on their horse and <laughs> I mean, I lived in the suburbs. I knew my parents were not getting me a horse. <laughs> I knew that one was out of the question. Right. So that then, Fabio wouldn't pull up on a on a white stallion. No, no, this off exactly. So I, yeah, I knew that wearing wasn't a Berger chair. Or yes, exactly, darling. So the making of a romantic home. I I think sometimes people mistake in my mind mm-hmm. romance in your decor with. Complete and utter femininity. Too much preciousness. Too much sweetness. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that that is necessarily romantic. I know there is a certain look. And I mean, I don't want to classify it all as shabby chic because I don't think all of shabby chic is too precious and too feminine. But there, there is a line that can be drawn in the, in the sand, if you will, or in the lace, if you're doing that kind of look where you kind of got the romantic shabby thing going on and you've got the romance, but then you tip too far into the precious department. Well, and I that's think- when I think that whole look, it gets, it just loses interest for me. Well, you don't want it to look like it, be- that the sugar plum fairy lives there. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. So I think you can overdo. So I think you have to have some restraint. But what we're really talking about is adding this elegance and maybe a little bit of femininity to the room. But for example, I don't really have a lot of floral fabrics in my house uh, because it was a little too, I think at one point, you know, Kevin was like, "Uh, this is a little too feminine for me. So I'm like, okay, fine. You know, I, I appreciated that. And he lives in the house too. So I found that that was really kind of his hot point that he really didn't want the floral fabric. So I avoid those and I can kind of sneak in French furniture and he's fine with it without the floral fabric. So, well, yes, mm-hmm. because the French furniture has an elegance. So you mm-hmm. have to remember to keep the elegance. And it doesn't even have to be French furniture or gilded furniture. You know, we tend to like that. I mean, I think if anyone looked at photos of our house, they, it would be pretty good. You are more feminine in a sense in your decorating than I am. Would you agree? Oh, yes. And But here's the thing too, because I do have some Florentine tables. One is fabulous. But one 
goes a long way. I had two in one room Mm -hmm. and and it was too much gold, too much foof for the room. So I had to take it out. So, you know, you, I think you do have to gauge this and really it's not just the feminine things, but it's just this elegance, I think. So I think I have a romantic style. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about that when we were talking about, um, but it's not necessarily overtly feminine. Right. And so but it's when I think of rom- romantic, it's mm-hmm. almost like I visualize, you know, the rumpled linen sheets or the mm-hmm. crushed velvet, the sumptuousness of it, you know, kind of like tousled hair that just looks really great as opposed to, you know, just quaffed out of the beauty salon hair. I can, yeah. I, I like the, I think the tousled is where you get the romance. So if you can translate that into your decor, I think that's a, a way to add romance without being overtly feminine or, or overtly romantic. Cause people say, so oh, maybe a you little know, patina think, then. Right. A little patina, mm-hmm. really great fabrics, layering. Uh, texture, soft colors, time-worn finishes, you know, the gold finishes of the Florentine that we love. Yeah. And in these littler touches, but it doesn't have to be, for me, it doesn't have to be yards of cabbage roses and it doesn't have to be (laughs) the color pink. Right. Right. Exactly. And linen and velvet, I think are fabulously romantic fabrics and the solids just work so well. And so that kind of does have some balance there that it's not too over the top feminine. Right. So I think, you know, when you think of a romantic home, lots of times people tend to go to that, that one particular look, but romance is such a wonderful element to bring into any home. I mean, if you have a, you know, a a very strict, arts and crafts home. And that's, you know, that's your look. You know, romance may not fit into there, but you may be able to bring in, you know, romantic touches with with actual antiques from that period and things like that. You know, there are some looks that, or if you're super mid-century, you know, there's not a lot of romance in there. But if you're not in a defined style like that, you can add romance in, in ways that are, are not so obvious, but it gives this sense to your home, this like lovely, luxuriously lived in, in a sense, feel. Just, you know, it's like the whole European thing. Like, I, you know, I would hearken back to when we talked about, you know, French decor and how they do, they don't really decorate. You know, it's just this sort of natural way of living, which is very romantic in its, in its core. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. And the, the thing... I, one of the things I think you touched on it a little bit there is to add the vintage or the antique or both to your house. I think that's one of the best ways to add some romance to your house. You want this kind of faded elegance, a feeling of the past. I think all of that lends itself well to to some elegance and to some romance. Another thing I think that really is a part of the romantic look are some soft lines, some curves. So... You know, some, and I think that's why the French things look so well with the uh, romantic look is because they, all the curved lines, but anything kind of curved and which you again pointed out so well. If you've got an arts and crafts home, if you have a home that has a lot of straight lines 
you know, that's not a soft look and it is harder to make that look romantic. But if you have curved lines, the curved lines really represent kind of a softer romantic look in a room. Oh, that's a really good point. Because that's, again, something really subtle that people might not think about. It's just, you know, the curve of a line, the arch Mm -hmm. of a top of a mirror, uh, you know, the, the shape of the back of the chair, things like that can subtly add romance. And it's not this like banging you on the head, you know, some cute little figurine or, you know, something in a shape of a heart. You know, you don't need to go there. You know, mm-hmm. I would say if you're going down the freeway and it's get, and the signs are all pointing towards cute and too precious, just take the exit, you know, go away from that. Don't do that because that is not really the look I think that you're going for when you want to add this elegant romance. So don't buy a lot of little cupids. Is that what you're saying? Well, you know, there's a one day for that. <laughs> I guess you could do that. <laughs> or, you know, but yeah, I wouldn't want to live with that. I mean, there are, you know, the cherubs, you know, we've seen them there. But if they're like cast in resin and you got them at Home Goods t- 15 years ago, let them fly away. You mm-hmm. know, but if they're if it's the real deal and it's, you know, made of stone and it's art it's or it's carved in a piece of furniture or something like that, then you know, that's fine. But yeah, I, I have I have my putty. My that I like. Yeah. Your it's, putty. It's beautiful. You know, one of those large angels. Oh yeah. It's yeah. fairly new. You know, it's beautiful. Right. It's kind of based on the kind you would see in an old church. Right. And did so, you name it putty? <laughs> well, no, that's what those are called. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, learn that's something new every day. Them. Like P U T T Y T I I. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. and what does that stand for? I'm gonna. I will find out for you. But let's I'm find person, out. I'm that's interesting. Know. I was like, "Who's Putty? Is that the guy who <laughs> met on the train?" <laughs> You've been watching Seinfeld too much, girlfriend. <laughs> oh my gosh. So okay, yeah, I think that if you stay with the sumptuous fabrics and you add some time-worn finishes, you layer in different fabrics and textures. I think that that's going to add a lot of romance. And, you know, you can add it in differing degrees to different rooms in your house. You might feel, you know, obviously you could add a little bit more romance to your bedroom, but maybe not just for the obvious reasons. You don't have to be sharing your bedroom with a, a, you know, a romantic partner to add romance to the bedroom. It's just a more private room that you can do a little bit more with um, as far as layering the bed with different pillows and different textures and things like that. You might not want as much of a romantic feel in your living room or something. It might be sort of a cleaner romantic look, you know, more whites and, um, you know, less layering, but still these little touches here and there, like you saying the Florentine tables or just like a gilded mirror or something like that. Just adding these little touches can go a long way if that's something that you're interested in adding to your home. We're just giving you suggestions on ways that you can incorporate that feel. It's not even really like a look or a style in a sense because I think when it's a look or a style, you're going hog wild and then you're in danger of being too precious. So it's it's these elements that you're adding. Uh, Okay, so I looked up putty. Okay. While you were talking, mm-hmm. but I was listening too. I know you were. I'm sure, of you course, were. darling. So apparently, it is pronounced putti. Okay, Italian, a representation of a cherubic infant, often shown shown winged. Oh, 
And the origin is 1635 to 45 uh, Italian, literally a boy. Wow. Okay. So I was so it's uh, so yes, I wasn't pronouncing it quite properly, but there you go. That's okay. Very yes, but I, I I agree with what you're saying. It, romantic, it's not really a specific style like country French or mid-century modern. It's really kind of some th- things that you can add to your home. And I think it has a very broad, it it, it refers to a, a lot of things. It's not a, a specific thing, but it's, it's like a specific style. But there's ways to add these elements. And I think they can be added to almost any room. And I mean, I think also of adding some softness to a room, like maybe one of the things you just need to do to add some some romance to a room is to add some uh, pillows to a room or a nice throw, add some softness. Add To me, it's also, it just kind of looks like a place that would be an elegant place to to sit. Um, I mean, I think of, of candlelight. Mm-hmm as being something that's very conducive. I mean, anything that, yeah, you might want to, well, I mean, and I don't really even think about it as romantic love so much as just this, this environment that you're creating. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing, you know, it shouldn't be necessarily associated with, with, you know, dinner for two romance, Valentine's hearts and flowers, you know, walking down the aisle type of romance and it shouldn't be be equated only with feminine colors or feminine touches. I think romance can it's almost amorphous. So it's you kind of just you know it when you see it kind of feel like it mm-hmm. can just be the way yes. the light comes through the window. You know, and maybe you have this beautiful you know linen fabric or somewhere like a gossamer type of fabric where the light can come through and it's just a beautiful way the light comes through and maybe you just have one flower in a simple little vase or something like that, that can just be so romantic, you know, just lovely. Yeah. I mean, and I think too of pampering yourself, soft, sumptuous towels by your tub. Maybe you do have some candles in there. It's beautiful music in your home, fresh flowers, a beautiful chandelier, all of those things just kind of create this beautiful elegance kind of a and it really can be like we're saying it it, we kind of like it may be a little more quiet elegance than something that screams at you so we're not really talking about lots of pinks and and flouncy ruffles but i do like a ruffle yeah you know so i'm I'm not anti-ruffle at all oh no and you don't have to be anti-ruffle i'm just saying that you don't that is not a necessary element. Like, oh, I want a romantic home. Okay, well, you got to use pink. You got to have ruffles. Uh, you know, you're going to have a bunch of cherubs and, um, you know, you better get some but lace, you know, somewhere in there. You know, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, some things that are, would be overtly thought of as romantic. Like maybe mm-hmm. what somebody who was 15 and boarding that train would think of as romantic, <laughs> right? Yeah, but yeah. that's not really what it is. In fact, you know... There can be very romantic rooms that have very little in them. It's the way the few things are put together and the the feeling of the room. So, yeah. you know, like we say so many times, you know, less is more. It, maybe take out something if you're going for this look or you're going for any look, you know, take and you don't feel like you're there. Take some stuff out and see how it feels at that point. And then maybe you add back in something simple like a a velvet pillow or a linen drape panel or 
a vase of flowers. Something that just give give the room some space to breathe, and then then make your judgment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I like to look at uh, look up on Pinterest like a Paris loft or a Paris apartment. It's always fun to see those, and you might get some ideas there. And the interesting thing about these Parisian apartments is that often they mix contemporary furniture with an old Louis the Fifteenth chair. So there's a real mix of styles there, but it usually comes together beautifully. And uh, the even if you have a contemporary home, a lot of times these elements will mix in quite nicely. Oh, yeah, that's a beautiful look. And that doesn't make it unromantic because you've got something in there like an Ames chair or a ghost chair or some, something that right. is not specifically romantic. Again, it's this sense that you're evoking. And just like anything, like you can just go over the top and it's, but it just seems that really easy to go over the top in that romantic look. Like, and, and that I think is dated as well. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, over the top, but you know, I, but I also want to say that we really do believe in individual taste and individual style. So I think there's a lot of, I like to provide leeway depending on what the person's personality is, because I know. Some I don't like to that- give anyone any leeway ever. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Right, of right, course. Right. And we but say, no, you know, like I, I totally said, agree with you. And we yeah. say this all the time. Like it is your house and mm-hmm. it's your thing. It's just, mm-hmm. if you're feeling like, Oh, I don't like what I've got going on or, you know, I would like to add some mm-hmm. romance. We're just giving you suggestions today on, you know, what that could look like. Right, right. So, yeah, I think, you know, with so many things, it can definitely be overdone. And if it's overdone, it starts feeling very sugary and... Yeah, it uh, makes your teeth hurt. Where he can't even stay because he's so uncomfortable. Right. Yeah, that's that would be over the top. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, Any project you want to talk about, any room, any space, we are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon. This house that I'm in now is probably my most romantic iteration well, it's Victorian. And if right. the Victorians, Victorians knew anything, they knew how to add details. And I think they were pretty romantic. Yes, I guess. I think so. And, they, you know, there were so many things that you could add that I actually stripped away so much. I mean, I remember when we were just getting ready to do the house and people, oh, you want a, a Victorian? What colors are you going to paint? And I'm like, white. They're like, oh. <laughs> Oh, really? So, you know, that's me sort of, you know, stripping away at the, at a lot of the proof, but still you sort of boil down to where I like to have the, le- the level of romance that I like. I still think there's a lot of romance in my house and I really love it mixed with more, uh, 
simple lines and the the limited color palette. I think that works really well. Uh, because if I had gone hog wild Victorian and painted it four colors on the outside and I just had layers of different patterns and fabrics everywhere, well, that wouldn't feel good to me. And to me, that would feel like I was kind of living in a Victorian museum. And that's not how we wanted to live. No, no, no. You've got to update everything. You've got to do an updated version. You don't want to be stuck in some previous style without any flexibility to add some modern sensibilities to the room. Well put. So, um, you said limited color palette, which reminded me of something. I, okay. I wanted to mention a a review of our podcast. Is it, it? Can I do that now? Sure. Okay. Well, we don't normally mention reviews on the podcast, but I thought this was a fun one. Uh, she says, I can't wait to catch up. And she said she was looking for decorating uh, podcasts and she found ours. And after listening to it, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he, she said she couldn't wait to start from the beginning. So she's on episode, the 60th episode. So I don't know when she's going to listen to this one. <laughs> if she's starting at 60 because we're way past Oh yeah. That. And there's so many people that do that. They say like, they're uh, kind of like me, like a little OCD ish, I guess. Like you yeah, have to start from the beginning. Like, I just have to start from the beginning. I can't just start <laughs> willy-nilly in the middle. But um, just to, to let people know in case they're not getting it, these are reviews. Anita's referencing a review that we got on iTunes. So a lot of you have been yes. so kind to leave reviews on iTunes. And, you know, we love personally love to read them. Uh, but it also helps uh, the podcast get seen on iTunes. So if you haven't left um, a review and you feel or, like or you even might rated do it. that. You can rate it one to five stars. Yeah. Hopefully five, but... So anyway, I haven't heard this review. I hope I hope it's good. <laughs> yeah, it just came today. Yeah, so that's what she said, and she said that uh, she she wanted to start from the beginning because she said, she said there were some inside jokes and previous antidote references. Well, we try not to have inside jokes because we want to make sure that uh, you know if you're just tuning in for your first time that that it makes sense and you don't feel left out. So we want you if this is the first time you're listening, we want you to feel welcome and and not feel like there's some special handshake that you don't know. This, this is it. But anyway, but what I wanted to mention is that she said she does not have the same decorating sensibility as we do. She does not use a limited color palette, but she still learns a lot. And I wanted to bring that up because I think that's fabulous. And we definitely do preach limited color palette. And one of the reasons is because it's so much easier to have a pulled together looking room if you do use a limited color palette. There are many rooms I have seen that have been very well done that do not have a limited color palette that are simply stunning and beautiful. It definitely can be done. I think the thing I want to point out about that is that it is harder to pull off. And that's why we uh, shy away from uh, suggesting that. But, uh, you know, so I just wanted to bring up, even if you don't agree, you know, we really focus on our particular approach to decorating. Kelly and I have a very similar approach and we're trying to provide ideas and tips that we are, are tried and true that we know are going to work. And that's why we say that. But, you know, if you have a different opinion, uh, I hope you'll stick around uh, because we do talk about a lot of different topics. And if you disagree or agree, we'd love to hear from you because I think this all adds to the conversation. And I love that she mentioned that she has yeah. a little different view on this. And if you're looking in the iTunes, this is the review by ALK49. Yeah, they don't have names. I wish they did so we could know. And thank everyone for taking the time. Yeah. yeah and we've heard that before that, um, you know, firstly, we when we started 
the idea for the podcast were started formulating in our brains. We we're like, wow, it's such a visual thing. I wonder how it will translate mm-hmm. to podcasting because you can't see it. But right. I, we found, we think, and we also we've heard through feedback that it actually translates really well because in this instance, people can take the, the tips and the ideas and they can apply it to their particular style. Uh, you know, it, but if you saw an image, you'd be like, oh, well, I don't have a French chair like that. I, mm-hmm. Or, you know, mm-hmm. gosh, I don't have a mirror like that. Like, how My am I going to My tray do doesn't that? look like that. Right. But the, right. But what we're saying about how to use the tray works, whatever tray you have. Exactly. So I want you to see your tray rather than mine. And of course, if you want to see our trays, <laughs> you know, go to our blog, Cedar Hill Farmhouse, My Soulful Home. Right. Uh, I mean, we've got plenty of pictures of these. And often we do link to our blogs in the show notes. Uh, so, you know, you can see pictures of what we're talking about if you go to our blogs, but, uh, yeah, we, we, but we also want you to see what, you know, picture your items and how they would work in your home. And I think it does work for that reason. And so much of decorating you can do. It, it's, it's been fascinating to me how much we can communicate without seeing the same images. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's great. And here's something too, which is, it's been so fabulous. Remember when I described the silver straw thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I purchased at that fabulous Trinkets and Treasures sale? Well, again, there was no photo of it or no photo of it on my blog or on social media. Anyway, I just described it. And if you didn't hear that episode, it's a uh, silver, long, um, thin, hollow tube, which appears to be a straw. And at the end, there's a little square strainer. Uh, that opens up almost like a locket. And I thought that. So it looks a little bit like a tea ball in a way. Kind of, kind of. But it's smaller. So you think to yourself, like, you know, what Mm -hmm. could go in there? So very interesting. I had no idea it was this crazed trinkets and treasure sale where I was just like chucking stuff in my bags. And it was like, it was a half price day. I was not stopping to do my, you know, research on my phone or ask anybody. The lady I purchased it from is like, she's like, it's beautiful, but I have no idea what it is. I'm like, throw it in the bag. Let's get it. So I threw it out out during one of the podcasts and we got several responses and um, we have two people who for sure knew what it was. So Cassie C and uh, Kathleen M both wrote in um, very interesting emails and taught me something for sure. It is a straw for drinking mate or mate, a drink common in Argentina. The filter at the bottom prevents the mate leaves from coming up or the mate leaves from coming up. So it's not that you put anything in the side, the locket uh, where the strainer is. It's actually to prevent the things from coming in. And it's very interesting because I guess in Argentina and South America and even into Mexico and in different countries, this is a, um, it's kind of, there's a, um, ritual that kind of goes on with drinking this. It's very communal and they, they make the, the brew in this gourd that it kind of gets passed around and it's something just very hospitable to offer someone this. And it is like kind of like the national drink. Does everyone drink out of the same gourd? I didn't want. Well, I didn't want to tell you that historically (laughs) people drink out out the same gourd and straw. Like, not everybody has their own straw. And, you know, I don't share 
drinks with Kevin, and I did a few <laughs> days ago. And sure enough, now he's got the flu. Oh, I'm like, no. What's Stay the deal? away from him. Oh, my God. I know. Uh, well, maybe you gave him the flu. There you go. I don't um, have it. So, so interesting. So, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, there were a few other people that ventured guesses, uh, Joyce and a couple of the ladies. Thank you so much. It was fun to have this little mystery and everybody, to, uh, you know, so many people to join in on it. But, you know, Cassie and Kathleen nailed it. I was like, oh, that's exactly. And actually, uh, they even sent me pictures of it. And it's exactly a replica wow. of what I have. But mine. Y'all are smart. Yeah, but mine is very ornate. So, I wonder, you know, I mean, this this goes back you know, hundreds of years that they're doing this. So maybe the one that I got is very old. I don't know. But maybe they have modern ones now too. And actually, um, when I Googled it further, it's uh, Yerba Mata is uh, is a drink. And I've actually seen the label. Like, I think it's becoming I've one of those. I've seen that. I've seen yeah, that. In the mm-hmm. yellow can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think it's coming back into popularity, you know, maybe because it has all these sort of Now I'm going to have to try it out, out of my own can of how Out of your own can. Yeah. I cannot share it in a gourd. I'm sorry. But. No. So yeah, it's, it's very, very interesting. I would have never known any of that. So thank you so much. That was really uh, a treat to receive those emails. Uh, and what are the thing that is a super treat that we wanted to mention? Uh, it is, what day is it today? And you know, the, everybody's going to be hearing this for the first time on December 10th. So there is still time. We have offered a bespoke vintage Christmas box and a whole bunch of people have taken us up on it, but I do have enough for just like maybe two or three more boxes. Cause I've been buying, um, and collecting all this great vintage Christmas stuff. So if you're interested in that, head over to bespoke decor.store and, uh, you know, nab yourself one of the last boxes and I'll get them out right away. Mm-hmm. So, and it's um, like the mystery boxes we did for round top and, Oh, the feedback on those gotten, is pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Well, and I have, have to my kudos to Kelly. She was in charge of those boxes and did an amazing job. I've seen all these wonderful emails with people being that were very happy with those. So yeah, and it's so yeah. much fun to put mm-hmm. them together. So it's it's actually a, a treat for me to do it. So mm-hmm. I, so if you want to, I would do it real real soon because I want you to be able to get it in time for Christmas to to decorate with it or enjoy what's in there. Fun, fun, fun today. Adding romance. I mean, you know, why not? And um, I think we gave you some good ideas on, you know, how we see romance and how we feel that you can translate it into your home. And um, yeah, and if you haven't left us a review on iTunes, that would be so kind of you if you don't mind to do that. It doesn't take too long. So you head over to the, uh, you know, iTunes on your computer or on your phone and it's easy enough to pop in there and do that. Thanks for visiting with us. Remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. Hey, everybody. We want to thank you so much for listening to Decorating Tips and Tricks. And we want to make it even easier for you to listen. And it's easier if you subscribe. You just click the subscribe button on our website, www.decoratingtipsandtricks.com. Or you can subscribe through Apple Podcast or any of your favorite podcast listeners. So until next time.